All right, welcome into the Couch Potatoes podcast, where we are currently breaking down season 40 of Survivor, Winners at War. I am your host, Nate Shore, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host and someone who is not a slack-jawed yokel that doesn't know the nutritional value of peanut butter, Rudy Flores. Rudy, how you doing, buddy? Oh, that's really nice, man, but I don't know what's in peanut butter. I just know it tastes good. Put it on pancakes. Put it on pancakes. On pancakes? I do. I what? do. Sometimes I make pancakes, and if I'm feeling a little like a special occasion, like a birthday maybe, uh, I'll put a little layer of peanut butter on it. But I won't put syrup on it if that's the case. It's just what? Right, that well, crazy? That's a whole other situation to unpack <laughs> at, a, at a different uh, You ever, you ever uh, done like icebreakers, and they're like, what's your inner weird? And it's like, oh, I like to put my shoe on left, then right. Uh, like I put peanut butter yeah. in the cakes. Okay, good to know. I guess <laughs> maybe. I, yeah, I don't know if it is good to know or not, but <laughs> it's not good to know. Actually, uh, we're just we're just cabin fever. That's all. <laughs> yeah, we're just all trying to we're all, we're all just trying to survive right now. Right? Yeah, the quarantine version. <laughs> By the end of this quarantine, I'll be putting peanut butter on my pancakes. I guess there you probably. go. There you go. So, Rudy, what did you think of this episode? So, this episode was great. I think uh, the most gangster move that I've ever seen in my five episodes of Survivor that I've ever, ever watched uh, happened. This episode yeah. with Denise. Uh, Denise just so cold-blooded and did, did Sandra very dirty. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but... And put her on the radar for sure, right? I mean, I don't feel like we weren't talking about Denise much, and now it's like, how can you not talk about her? But I mean, you had to, right? You you had to make a move like that to take down Sandra, and uh, she did it, and she did it in silence. And also, it was just last episode. We we're like, when are they going to use the tokens? When are they going to use the idols? Everything was used this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was all in play. We saw people. You know, you a couple episodes ago were talking about, I think they should use fire tokens to try and barter for votes and try and get people to do this, that and the other thing. And sure enough, like it all of a sudden it was this episode. We saw that out in full force. Yeah, man, it was it was great. It was great. It's finally able to see all of that. And we saw it from different versions, right? We saw the bartering and then we also saw Tyson buy peanut butter. Like we bought some yeah. pleasure there. Um, yeah which was just hilarious. But I mean, let's go into that. Let's, let's talk about right at the beginning. We finally go back to, to EOE, the edge of extinction. And uh, we see them. Yeah. interact. What'd you think of everything there? It was I, honestly, like I never thought I'd say this, but it was good to be back there. I think it was good to see him. And mostly the, the whole edge of extinction thing was, it was just the Tyson, you know, the Tyson segment really, which I thought was really it, it was that's just classic Tyson. We didn't really see him that much in th- th- this side of him as much on in the game or on the original DeKal beach. But this is this is just classic him. Like, again, it's kind of it, it's smart moves. Like he's very clever. He's, you know, socially with it. He's making jokes while he's doing it, you know, and it's just it's just classic Tyson. But what did did you like, I guess, did you think that it was, uh, you know, what did you think of all of his moves, like his decision to, like, 
deceive Rob and pretend like he was peeing and then ultimately finding it and then deciding to sell it to Parv. And then once he sold it, like buying the peanut butter, like what did you think of it from strictly from like a, a, a cleverness game standpoint? What did you think of Tyson? So just a few things on that. I'm with you. I'm glad that we were back. Like for some reason I like the edge of extinction people a lot more. Uh, yeah. for their interactions at least because I guess there's less stakes there so you get to know them a little bit better although we haven't seen Natalie a lot we haven't seen Danny we haven't seen Ethan this one's very much Rob Tyson kind of kind of a uh, situation here um, I liked it I mean you have to I mean you have nothing to lose you can obviously say you found the idol um, mm. but uh, he he wanted to keep it to himself he still wanted to play the game and yeah. that I think what sucks about him being eliminated is that I finally got a taste of why you liked him a lot and why yeah. he was such a beast. Cause he's very clever and very witty and mm. cunning. And so to, to pretend that he was peeing to get that was just his way of, you know what? I know I'm out of the game game, but it gives me a little bit of being part of the game, right? A little nostalgia to the fact that I'm out because he's taken some L's. Yeah. And so because for sure. of that, I think that's why he got the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so close to being eliminated. Uh, I'm going to sell this idol. And hopefully if I get this token, I'm going to buy something that'll just bring me joy. And yeah. peanut butter, it was more of like a mental health kind of purchase, which I'm completely okay with. As much as I would want him to be strategizing for the next move, yeah, I think Tyson needed this more for himself than, than we'll ever know. Right. Well, and he talked about it a little bit in one of the previous episodes, and maybe it was in a secret scene. He's talking about how, like, especially on Edge of Extinction, when you're eating just rice, you're you're just so depleted. And he's he said that even walking to and from the water is, you know, you feel like you're depleting all of your cat your calories, and that's why that that challenge where they were walking up and down to get the logs was just such a beast, and so. You know, it is interesting. I I think I would have, maybe I'm just looking at it and liking the move just because it was something that Tyson did, but that's a fat jar of peanut butter that they got. And that's more food that then, that's more calories in that thing than he will eat in his entire time on the edge of extinction outside of that, right? Like he, that peanut butter is really going to help him. And that stuff makes a big difference when they're going into their challenges because you can only lean so much on adrenaline and just excitement in those challenges. So when they do have that challenge to get back in, like he's probably going to be feeling a little bit better. So I, I think it's, it's, yeah. I, I really like that. It's a morale booster for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I completely get that. Uh, it's just, it's, it's great. It was cool to see him play it the way that he did. And I'm just glad he spent on a pleasure item. And so it worked. Yeah. I really liked watching him after he gets the peanut butter and he's just standing in the, um, along those rocks facing away, just standing up, holding the jar of peanut butter, <laughs> scooping it into his mouth, just by himself, like this whole sort of like meditative thing that he's doing, looking out in the ocean, scooping peanut butter in his mouth. I could just watch that on a loop over and There's over. There's definitely a moment of like one more scoop. You've had that with like you <laughs> yeah. cookies or some cookies or whatever. You're just like, I'm just going to have one more. Yeah. It's like it's scooping. It's like, all right, one more, one more. He scoops and, again. <laughs> yeah. And it. I, I like that they showed some of his 
his strategy in it where he's like, I'm not the only reason I'm in selling it. Like when he finds that idol nullifier and he's like, my main thing is in this is not about who I'm going to give it to in terms of my relationship with them. It's just who's going to buy it. I just need someone who's going to buy it. And so then before he, they even cut to who it is, you can tell that it's poverty and you can tell that she's going to buy it. And I think that that is another editing way in the show to make it show that like, it was a smart move on Tyson's part, right? Like he knew that someone was going to buy it right away. So I feel like it, it was because he knew that Parv had four tokens. And, and so I just think it's, you know, I, I really enjoyed the whole edge of extinction thing just because it was basically like a 10 minute long Tyson thing. Yeah. And the show owed us more Tyson. So I think that was right. good. We did. I didn't see, maybe I did. No, I didn't. I didn't get to see the reunion between Rob and Amber. Which I guess they yeah. didn't show it. So it's in a secret here. scene. It's, it's a secret it, scene. It, yeah, and it's pretty good. It's oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. I don't yeah, know. I'll send it to you. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. So I was hoping to see that because I'm just a I'm a softie at heart, and so that that's obviously something that I do like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it goes right into challenge, bro. It doesn't even give you any. It goes from <laughs> edge of extinction straight into the challenge of the three tribes and the announcement that Rob uh, had been voted out. Yeah. It goes straight into a Sandra reaction of a, whoa. That's yeah. A, an audible reaction to that vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's of, wild. It, well, it was so about? crazy that we're like, where it, it, the episode was less than 10 minutes in and we were seeing the immunity challenge and it's yeah. like, it was great. I mean, I love that because I, I love my favorite part of the episode is always post immunity challenge when you see people gaming and stuff. And so I knew and obviously they did that because they had two tribes that they needed to show and two tribal councils. So they we didn't even see any of Sele or Decal before the challenge. We saw a little bit of Yara and how Adam is on the outs. But then it just went, like you said, went straight into the challenge. And I was like, thank God, this is, yeah. the, I, I want to see as much of this game as yeah. possible. They gave us a lot of that, of the gaming aspect of it. There's a common theme here, obviously. If you have a target, they're going after you. Winners at war, I'm assuming they're just going for the big names. And that's essentially what we've seen so far. Like Tyson's out, Rob's out, Sandra's out. So now oh. those that have been laying low are starting to, to come to the top. Mm-hmm. And Denise's move definitely put a target on her back. So we're curious about how that'll work. Right. Um, so uh, that was crazy but yeah the challenge was interesting obviously i wanted yara to lose because you knew adam was out next because yeah he's cozied up with the girls um yep. and he's he's in their bag and they're in his so it's all good there but we didn't see that right we saw but by the grace of your favorite person sophie that's why they didn't go home right like she's yeah. she dominated that puzzle she's such a beast man she's such a beast and the funny thing is, like, I'm over here talking about how great she is, strategically smart, got some brain, got some body. And then yeah. my, my cable box freezes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast with someone who is friends with Sophie. And he's like, well, I think something that gets lost on it is that, yes, Sophie is very, you know, she was like in med school and she was a doctor. And then 
she where she's very strategic and she wears glasses but you also forget like apparently she was kind of a jock in high school so like she's kind of the total package in terms of all the different things that you can do in survivor and i think that this challenge is a great way of you know of of displaying that like she was she was clearly the best person at navigating this like really difficult kind of like dexterity balance maze puzzle challenge and it was just like she was the by you know it was completely because of her that they didn't go to tribal which would have been she tough. Was the driver yeah, yeah she was the driver of that entire thing it was kind of cool that she was able to handle that but yeah she's incredible she's, she's pretty yeah. fun to watch and we got and now that the strides are getting smaller we're getting more and more of other people and their games and stuff so yeah that's also getting really excited and you can sense the anxiety and the paranoia just mounting on each yeah. tribe and then each challenge matters because everyone wants immunity, right? Everyone right. wants it. Um, yeah. And it's funny that the prize was peanut butter and Sophie wanted that peanut butter. So she was like, and she no guessed way. it, right? Like yeah. she guessed that she it was peanut butter it. before Jeff pulled it out. Yeah. She was like, peanut butter, peanut butter. And she got really excited. So yeah. she knew that. Yeah. So Yara wins. And so then we go, the first thing that we do after the challenge is go back to the Sele beach. And I think from there, it's pretty obvious that it's still the DeKal boys versus the Sele girls. And it's like the whole, whole sequence of this is, are they, is someone going to flip and is, you know, like how are they going to go about doing that? Or are they just going to stay boys strong and take part out? I mean, that's pretty much what it seemed like, it, like a, a foregone conclusion the whole time, but it was just like, are they going to be able to overcome that? So we talked about this last week and it's, that's essentially what you said is like, those boys are going to hold tight and one of the girls is going home. Mm-hmm. You kind of said, you kind of alluded to Parv going uh, which was a good pick. Um, the show and the showrunners did a very good. Ch- they tried. I'm gonna applaud mm-hmm. them on them trying to build a story out of that that try, but by weakening Nick and trying to pull Nick into into the girls' grass because he was the weakest link of the three. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, I I saw through it. Like right, like the veil was very thin, and and you just knew already that that's that's not how it's gonna go down. So. Yeah. I was ready for them to switch tribe. I was like, all right, we know what's going to go down at that tribal. We need to we need to figure out what's going to go down at the next tribal. And that's where it got really good. The DeCall interaction was 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 great. Yeah. Well, on that on that Sele beach, it seemed like it was, you know, there was some interesting stuff that happened. And like we talked about before, like there was Again, there's this thing that is all of a sudden coming up where we hear people talking about fire tokens in the game as a way of sort of like garnering votes or garnering, you know, uh, I guess people into coming into their alliance or just, you know, we we hear a couple of different things like that. So, um, you know, one, we heard Michelle talking to Wendell and she was like, well, Wendell, I want to vote for you so that Parv still thinks I'm on her side so that when she leaves... I can get her fire tokens. And Wendell's like, uh, are you kidding me? Like, do not vote for me because if just one person flips, then my name's going home. Cause I know that Parv is voting for me. And so that, you know, we see a little bit of that. And then we also see Wendell trying to, I don't know if this was genuine or not, or if he was just trying to, you know, play along with it, but he was trying to get 
Parv to give him some fire tokens before the vote so that he could vote for whoever, um, you know, she wanted to vote for. And it was just, so we, the whole like fire tokens making an influence in the game, other than just buying and selling things, we're starting to see that. It's it's revealing itself. And I think it's just an appetizer to what's going to happen. Right. Right. Harv obviously gets not, gets out, but then she gives. She had a few tokens in her bag, right? She had well. Bef- when the episode started, she had four, and then she bought the um, the idol nullifier from Tyson, and so then now, so then she had three. So she gave all of them to Michelle afterwards. Yeah, she bequeathed the shit out of those to Michelle. So Michelle's loaded now, and she's I'm got four. How she's gonna use that in her favor. Um, yeah. she's the only girl now. It's her ex boyfriend. Yeah. We got Yule and Nick, and mm-hmm. Michelle is is in a deep hole. And I'm curious, and I don't think she gets out of it honestly. But if she makes it to the merger, yeah, I'm gonna be very, very impressed with how she gets to that point. And it's gonna require some challenge winnings and some immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does have quite a few tokens to. To, to fuck around with. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like. If not, she's going to have to bequeath them to, I don't know. Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What did you think of Wendell? Cause I was, I, part of me thinks is that what we saw from Wendell in this episode, it almost, it, it was so different to the like laid back, happy go lucky, chill Wendell that we, know of that we've seen on this season previously that he was like on his last season like he was kind of he's getting a lot of flack online this week because like apparently people being like super racist to him online and they're talking about him being like a a villain and it and part of me feels like it was not that's it was all a little bit for show right like i think that we it was pretty obvious that the plan was so clearly let's vote Parv. And then everything else is like theater. Right. And so Wendell was saying like, well, I'm not going to stab, you know, like I'm going to play people straight up. Like I'm going to, I'm not going to stab you from the back. I'm going to stab you from the front. Like I'll flip on people, but I'll, you'll, you'll know when I'm flipping on you. And it's just like, that's not the kind of stuff you want to say in front of your allies. Right. Like I'm willing, you know, like when you're in front of your allies and you're at tribal, I think that you want to say like, listen, I'm loyal to this group to the end. I'm loyal. I've been loyal this whole, you know, my whole last season, I've been loyal this season. And so I think that um, it's in what's, you know, what we see from Wendell is in this episode is, I don't know, it just seemed like it was for show, right? Like, I don't really, I don't really get what it was. And it, it's, it's, it's essentially the showrunners trying to make something out of nothing. That that tribe is so loyal. So they teased us with the whole Michelle Wendell ex boyfriend boyfriend uh, ex boyfriend tribe thing uh, relationship, and so they they attach that a little bit, right? And Wendell's very awkward about it. He's been awkward from the jump about it, mm-hmm, um, right? And we don't know the details behind why he's awkward with his interactions with Michelle, but they jumped on that, and so that's him being a little like, I really don't want to talk to you. Um, I know where I stand, and but the flack that he's getting. Um, is because the show doesn't do a good job of painting a good picture or shedding a good light on Wendell, uh, which yeah. is low-key upsetting because he's been such a great player and he's playing such a good game right now. And yeah. the cards that he's been dealt have been very generous to him. So 
to try to change the perspective on Wendell in a tribe that already knows what it's going to do is a bold move on the show, but it also is just like, let's move on. Like we know what's going to happen here. And they got to give us something, right? Like they have, they have to give yeah, us. They can't something. just give us two minutes of Sele and then give us twelve minutes of the call, right? Like it, it can't work that way. So yeah. they they tried. Nick Nick was the closest one to budging. Wendell came. Wendell didn't handle it well. His social game and paranoia, um, and him trying to save face is really bad. He has a bad poker face, mm-hmm. and so that definitely showed too. Because there was no way that they were they were flipping. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it, I, to me, I was the whole time I was when they were trying to sell us on the whole Nick thing. Again, I think I, you're right. I think it was just like, they got to tell us something. It's kind of a, I think the story there is that it's just a boring, like the guys outnumber the girls. They're just going to vote out the girls they are going to vote out the biggest threat in poverty and that they were, you know, so they're just trying to tell us something. And I, you know, I was also thinking like, in what way would that be a good move for Nick or Yule to flip on Wendell? And it's like, because if they do that, then they're, you know, like what, who are they going to work with moving forward? It's not like, you know, Michelle and Parvati have a ton of allies still left in the game. And it's not, you know, most of that tribe, you know, that tribe lost the most. And so they don't have like a ton of people left and they would, if they vote out one of their own from the, their original tribe, then they're going to obviously alienate the the people from their original tribe like sophie you know they had that type four of like wendell yule nick and sophie yeah if they vote out someone then sophie's going to be like oh this alliance isn't as tight as what i thought so she's going to go in like a different direction so it just it just seemed like the story there is that it was a boring straight down the line vote and they just needed to tell us some kind of story there yeah and i mean again i applaud the show for trying but and even for me, who's new and is still, you know, grasping the game every episode, I saw right through that, you know? Right. So yeah, exactly. I was just, yeah. I kind of, I really wanted more of the call. And so I was like, let's just get to, let's get to the Sandra tribe. Let's see what's yeah. going on over there. Cause that dynamic is going to be very interesting and in how that works. Right. And I was very excited to see how Tony plays it, how Sandra plays it, how Jeremy and Denise play it. So it was, yeah, so tell me, what did you think about that? Let's hop over to that tribe. What did you think about, uh, what were your, what was stuck out to you about the DeKal tribe? So I finally got the the Tony vibes you were talking about, and you were texting me that he's bugging. The minute they got back, Kim was trying to break the ice with the whole, I really wanted that peanut butter. And yeah. so I was saying that the bread was probably stale anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Tony just doesn't even, he's like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to y'all about this shit right now. I, yeah. I know where your head's at. And he immediately disappears yeah. and <laughs> hides under under all this dry uh, palm leaves and just chills right by the water well. Yeah. And he does the shack again. He goes right back to his old game. Yes. My question is why did the team not pounce on him immediately after that? Like if you knew that that's his game and you knew that's probably what he's doing – yeah. Why not go after Tony? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like what um it, it seems it's hard to say, right? Like Tony comes off a little bit like this season, kind of like a lovable doofus a little bit. And he's yeah, seen his funny. whole his whole thing has been and I think he's done a really good job and I think he's benefited from not going to tribal council that much. 
but he's really done a good job of like he said in the first episode he's like i'm gonna like he, he has the whole thing where he's got his hands up and he's pretending like he's boxing and he's like i'm gonna slowly get their their defenses down and i'm gonna you know bring them down here and then as soon as that happens there it's down a little bit too much i'm gonna sucker punch him and i'm like is this gonna be it is he gonna sucker punch people now and it's like no he's just he's just he's done a good job of downplaying himself and i think that now that people get to know him and and beyond just like what the tv character like hyper paranoid strategic guy i think that they see him as like the nice lovable kind of probably more intelligent than you think but like kind of a, a kind of a goofball and so i think it's it's a credit to him that he's been able to sort of get out that vibe and so it i i think that they I don't know. I, I just think that it, I, I don't get why they, why Denise necessarily went for Sandra instead of going for Tony. Like I get why she didn't go for Kim because her and Kim were obviously vibing, but like, I don't know why she didn't go for Tony because you're right. I think Tony's a little bit more of like, Tony makes me more nervous in the game than Sandra does to be frank. Yeah. Well, Sandra does safe face. He's like, because Sandra's the closest with Tony, I'm assuming, at this point. And so Sandra did, while she was talking to Denise and Kim, kind of say he needed some time to to figure out what he needs to do, right? Gather his thoughts, right? So Sandra does save his face, but I just, if that were me, and I'm in that position, and we're in the, we're in the middle of a big decision that's about to go down, and you disappear, I'm going to play that up so high yeah, I'm going to get you out. It's not about yeah. a threat thing now. It's about you being a snake and you hiding and you you going back to your old ways. Because these people know each other's histories. They know that he's up to something. Right. And um, I don't know. I just, I think I would have, I would have steered, you know, towards that direction of let's get Tony out. As much as I like him and as much as him being that lovable character, I in this game for $2 million, he disappears when we're trying to figure out and game and trying to make decisions. You're, you're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. You're done. Right. You're avoiding the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it would, it would make me really nervous. And I think that's what Sandra was trying to do. Right. Like that's why. So eventually what Sandra does is she feel. So it, I think generally what happens there, I think is that the, the tribe kind of, settles and we see the conversation where it happens, but the tribe kind of settles like, okay, well it's coming down to we're going to vote Denise or Jeremy out. And then we see Jeremy in that conversation. And it's like, well, we think Jeremy's going to help us a little bit more in challenges. So like, let's get for, let's go for Denise. And so then and after that conversation, then I think Sandra, you know, is pretty clearly understands that it's going to be Denise and she sees Tony kind of bugging and she sees an opportunity for her to, sort of have her cake and eat it too. So then she has this whole conversation where she sells her idol to Denise for the fire token. She knows Denise has two. And so she wants to keep Denise on her side, but then still maintain this with other people. And then she sees a chance to get Tony out. Cause I think she sees Tony as this person that could be really threatening to her game. And so then that's where I think that Sandra gets a little bit. This is, it's so funny because Sandra's game is like never, it's never being cute like this. Like Sandra's game is always just like 
I'm just going to sit back and let everyone else duke it out. And then I'm going to slip in at the end. And so Sandra being out there is, is it's not her game. Right. And that's where we see her get bit by this a little bit. Yeah. I think Sandra's overconfidence kind of burned her too. Yeah. She thought she was, she was just owning this and like, and she, and it's a game of inches and Mm -hmm. she did not see Denise as a threat. And Denise yeah. played a great game in putting herself on the radar very low, right? Yeah. And Denise so, is so good. And Denise surprised the fuck out of me. Yeah. I seriously thought she was fine. She was going to be voted out. Like, I was going into tribal going, all right, Denise is out, like, easily. And if yeah. it wasn't for the idols, she would have been. Yeah. But yeah. you saved Jeremy instead of Sandra with that second idol. Mm-hmm. That was a little, I was like, whoa. So yeah. I think it grows out after that. But it took up until that point for me to change the tide on those things. Yeah. Well, so Denise is like, she is a therapist. She's very good socially. Like we see her in this little interaction with like when they get back and we see her talking with Kim and Sandra and, you know, they're kind of talking about, what they're going to do. And Sandra is being like very honest and direct with her. And Sandra's like, well, listen, like me and Kim and Tony, like we're in the numbers. And so like, you know, and then, and then Denise is like, okay, so you like, you're voting me out. And then, you know, Sandra's like, listen, we really like you. And, and, but then, you know, so Denise is just so good in these like little social situations. And so she has this quote, I actually wrote it down. Uh, Okay. So her quote is, Sandra is very direct and very honest, and she really believes that she's in charge of the game. That's not how I play, but it's the way their games are played. So my strategy is to kind of play it humbly and have them know that I need them. And so that's just her game in a nutshell. Like she seems, she's so not threatening, right? Like she's so just like very, she's just, you know, again, she's a therapist. She knows people. She knows how they tick. She has this whole thing that she does in um in podcasts talking about survivor you know outside of the game where she like she breaks down everybody's tattoos and talks about like what she knows about them based off of their tattoos and she's just like this like you know she just knows there's so much kicking below the surface and so her whole uh, thing is like it's very michael gladwell michael gladwell has this book called blink and he says you can learn a lot about a person malcolm gladwell yeah by By like the first, if you just told them to visit your bedroom and just, they only have five minutes, they yeah. can learn so much about you through that bedroom in those five minutes than in a week of interaction in a professional setting. Right. And so she's exactly. analyzing tattoos and it's just like, wow, she's, she's, yeah. she's very, that's, that's genius, man. That, that and makes that's like her so much more that she's that, that with her thoughts. And yeah, and so she just is this like, she just, the whole strength of being good at Survivor is getting people. And Denise obviously really gets people and the people that are going to be successful in like in getting to the end in a returnee season where everyone is a threat or like getting to the end if you've already won you have to be able to downplay your threat. And so Denise, this whole time, you know, her whole strategy is like, I'm going to play it humbly. I'm going to let them know that I need them. And so that's her, she's doing that. And so then, 
it's at, and then she picks her moments and you find out when you know, you find out these perfect times to strike. And that's what she did this time. She made a, she, I mean, literally everyone voted for her. Even Jeremy voted for her and she, yeah. Jeremy voted for her this last tribal. And then she saved him even though she didn't need to, but like she used an idol on him. Like she, Jeremy is going to be tight with her. I think that Jeremy's going to be like, damn, you played an idol on me. Like let's roll together from now on. Right. Like we're, yeah. you know, I'm sorry I voted for you, but like my game is in your hands a little bit, you know? So I just, it's just, it was so good on so many levels. And then I, Denise definitely burned her Sandra vote. So if she ever makes it to the final and has the other people vote for her, Sandra is not voting for her. Right. Like that's done. She yeah right. Yeah. So she's burned that, but man, I don't know what happened in other seasons, but that was so cutthroat yeah. and so gangster. Just fuck. She she really threw me for a loop on that. That was the best tribal thus far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm all about it, man. I'm here for it. She definitely has gone up in my rankings. Yeah, uh, I have her. I have her up there with Jeremy um and yule and so yeah. that, that was that was great she 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 played possum on me and now she's she she fucking did it <laughs> yeah well, you're right and it's it's so cool and like a big part of this too someone like denise who is sort of like downplaying their threat level is a lot of times what happens with people like that is they get to the end and they can't make a case for why they should win you know they, there's this talk a lot like well you got to add moves to your resume you got to show people why you deserve to win as opposed to just floating to the end and denise at this point if she can make it to the end she at least has one thing it's like oh remember sandra the only person that's won twice i gamed her so hard you know like i yeah i got her to sell me her own idol and then and then took her out right like that was just she has that pelt up on her wall right now and you cannot take that down the the yeah. problem is that did she do it too soon right like now are people going to think that she's the threat? there's more than half the game left right and yeah, now it's a game of target. know that they know that denise is a target so I, I worry that it was a little bit uh too soon but man it was great to watch which goes back to tony Pay playing that panic loof like mm -hmm. he's still low radar he's low risk yeah right yes denise has now put herself on the top now and everyone's got it. People are going to gun for her now. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. she's got to find friends real quick. So her, you said her and Jeremy will probably tighten up and then I think they can pull Kim. Right. So that puts for Tony sure. outside looking in, which yeah, I don't think Tony has the, and, and maybe he does. I just haven't seen it, but the social capabilities of trying to manipulate his way into that trio. Right. No, it's hard to take him seriously, right? Like it's hard if he's talking, you know, he's he's just kind of like gone with the numbers at that point. He hasn't really dictated too much. You know, you saw him a little bit trying to do stuff with the whole when Tyson was getting voted out, that obviously didn't work, but like he yeah, I don't I don't see him as being able yeah. to sway him. He's on the same boat as Michelle and Adam, right? It's it's them three outside looking in. The other three are really tight with each other. And yeah. we got we to gotta learn more about Yara because after they won, they completely fell off the episode. But right, right. Um, from what it looks like right now, Tony's outside. Michelle's definitely outside. Yeah. And then Adam is outside too. 
Yeah, so. it seems pretty. Yeah, and the merge is coming up soon. The merge will definitely be. I, I mean, I'm surprised that it's not next episode. A lot of times they do it with 13 people left, and they're you know. So they're. I'm surprised that it's not next episode, but they um you know. So the merge is coming up soon. So you know, it's, a lot of those tribes won't go to tribal before the merge. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of it's you know we'll see so where I it goes. Those three there. on the bubble, and then whoever it's not next week's probably just going to be a single elimination. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be one of those three that get voted out. For for Michelle's sake, she has to win. Yeah, for um, sure. And then we'll see how the other two two shake out. The call has been just the best tribe from start to now. Yeah, right. Before the before the, before the switch up, and then now with the switch up, it has just been. It yeah, been, it has been quite the tear that they've been on. Yeah, Rudy, you kind of alluded to this a little bit before. I'm I'm curious to get. I want to get two things from you. First is, um, who are the top five people that you're rooting for to win? That I'm rooting for, or that yeah, not not who like you think is in the best position to win, but like at this point, who who do you want most to to win the game? Most to win, most to win. Uh, I think Jeremy. I think I'm leaning hard on Jeremy for number one, followed Not Sophie. By, by Sophie. Yeah. Um, and then I'm looking at Yule because his game is just so much fun to watch and mm-hmm. so so strategic. So Yule will be there that I'm rooting for. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of just drops off from there. Denise is definitely now in that top five for me, but that's more of a who I think is going to win more than do I want her to win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, of the other tribes here because most of the people that I wanted to win are out. They're on edge of extinction. Now. But you know, people on edge of extinction can come back. Well, could yeah. And I think if someone were to come back, I really would like Natalie to come back. Mm, yeah, and that's yeah. Make that comeback because how crazy would that be? The first person voted out gets back in the game and makes it yeah. to the finals. That would be crazy. That would be that would be insane, man. So. Yeah, I would go off those five. Yeah, I, I think mine would be in order. I think that mine, number one, I hope that Tyson gets back in and I would love to see him get back in and win it. Uh, I would, we again, we're still not seeing much of her. We're seeing kind of like a low key version of it where, you know, she's, I, I, I think that she might be in the, where Denise was previously. I think that Kim could be there, you know, and I think Kim is totally capable of doing stuff like Denise did. She's just, she's still, she's kind of like downplaying herself again. Kim has, I think I've said this before, but Kim has played probably the best season that anybody has ever played. Like she completely dominated her season. And for some reason she is not on the chopping block, right? Like, and she is, she has downplayed her threat level. So I'd love to see Kim kind of flourish. Once though, right? She was so close to being eliminated that she's just switched her game up much like, yeah. she has like the same yeah. Jeremy kind of. Trick. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So it goes for me, Tyson, Kim. And then I, I mean, I love Jeremy. I, I, I get, I could, watch Jeremy play all day his reaction when when Denise played the idol for him and he's just he's so happy and he's so I just want to hang out with him right like I I want I want Jeremy to have everything and then I think I think he plays it straight there's no there's no background game to him he's playing it straight up with you 
Yeah, right. And, and then Natalie got eliminated. He he's been on the solo tour and has been just what you see in Kim is what I see in him. Just like he's been making all the right moves since mm-hmm. then. Yeah, and then I think that I want uh, I I want Tony. To, I I would love to see if Tony wins this season if he can just like downplay his threat level and keep downplaying it. And then if we get you know maybe near the end he can go nuts and do some Tony, you know, some just classic Tony shit, then I, that would be my, you know, that'd be so great for me. And then you're thinking the eighteen uh, win the tournament. That would be fun. That'd be great. And then in the, in the new addition to the top five, again, I've always liked her, but I, the obvious, it's hard not to have Denise in the top five right now for people that you're rooting for. It's just it's yeah. so good. It's, I, I want to see more in, in their favor with this move. Yeah, because there's yeah. definitely a group that do not like Sandra and want her out, and right. she won them over now. Yes, so in terms yeah. of rooting, yeah, she she's definitely made it up there. And then, uh, who 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 are your top five? Your power rankings of top five who you think are in a best position to win, or who do you think is like who do you? What's your power rankings? I guess my power rankings right now. Yeah. So at five, I think I'm going to put Denise. With her move. Uh, at mm-hmm. four, I'm gonna put Sophie. She's played a she's played a very consistent game, but she hasn't shown any moves that set her apart, right? It, she hasn't had a Denise moment. She hasn't had uh, anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at three, I'm gonna put Yule. Mm-hmm. He's just the dude's brilliant, and he doesn't yeah. show much emotion, and He's very calculated in what he does. So I have yeah. Will there. Um, two and one. Oh, man. Um, I know my one. I'm trying to figure out what my two would be. And I, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to lean Wendell at two. Okay. Wendell, Wendell and Yule are holding down that that trio right and i think mm-hmm. it's more wendell that's holding it over yule yule likes to see how wendell's thinking and wendell's kind of the one that's kind of pulling the, the strings there and then jeremy my number one yeah so uh okay. and I, I think that's where we stand right now and denise definitely is the biggest target on the decal tribe the biggest target in the Sele tribe, who's the biggest threat in the Sele tribe? It would be, yeah, it would be man, Wendell it's tough. Yule, right? I think it's Yule, yeah. It would be Yule, right? And then the biggest threat on the Yara tribe, I said, man, I don't know. That that one's weird. I think I think in terms of like traditional threats, I think it's probably Sarah. Like Sarah again had this like really cutthroat, just awesome game. That's why the you know she, that's why Rob voted for her. That's why they were trying to go for her when they took out Rob. So like, I think it's got, I think Sarah is probably the biggest threat on that tribe. But um, again, she's positioned pretty well. She's got a tight alliance. So. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean. Right now, you still have to lay low. There's no. There's yeah. You got you got to do that. What are your top five uh, power rankings? 
Yeah, so I think it's the the order. I think is 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 tough for me to say. I, so I at five. I, I this is gonna sound crazy, but I think Tony's in a good spot. Like I think that if he if he can get through this next tribal and he can get to the merge, I think that there is there's this thing right where like people tend to like it it's a trend of people that they're trying to vote out right like right now it's clearly huge big names like the mount rushmore of survivor people we just saw that go out like sandra rob and parvati are if you had three people on the mount rushmore survivor those are the three so i think that and Tony's kind of a little bit more in that like legend status. And so I think that if he can get to the merge, I think it's going to change. So I think you're going to start seeing people targeting people like the, you know, the less traditional threats. And so I think that if he can escape that, I think he'd be in a good position. I think that with the rest of the people, I'm trying to think of it like those people that have a lot of people on different tribes. And so I think of Sarah, she came in, she had a, she seemed to be really tight with a lot of different people on the original to call. And now she's building bonds with, um, you know, she's building tighter bonds with other people. Like she's building a tight bond with Ben. She's building a tight bond with, um, with Adam. She obviously already had a, a bond with Sophie um, so I think Sarah is definitely probably at four. I think that Yule is probably up there with me because he just is right in the epicenter of that big alliance that, yeah. you know, the Wendell, Nick, Sophie, Yule alliance. I think that he's in a good spot. So, But my problem is that, like, I think that he is not expanding that coalition a little bit more. Like, he's just kind of, like, rolling tight with his dudes right now. And Yeah, he's he, riding a very constant wave. Yeah. And, and then I think Jeremy is in a really good spot because he had, you know, he has all those, he think he was in a good spot with all those people on the original cell a tribe. And then he is now he's building bonds with other people. Like he's, he's now he's really tight with Denise. He is, I mean, he was tight with Denise before, but like he is even tighter with Denise now, like she saved him. Right. And so I think that, but then he's also building bonds with Kim and he's building bonds with Tony. So he's kind of like expanding his his group a little bit. And then I think the number one person who is doing that is Sophie, right? Like Sophie is at the – she is similar to Yule in that she's at kind of like the center of that big alliance. But then she's also building these bonds with these other people like Adam and with Ben. And she just I, – I don't know – I don't know who's coming for Sophie really other than, you know, I, and at this point I think that Kim feels like she can trust Sophie with the, you know, she knows where that Kim has the idol. Like, yeah, it's just hard to see where the, where who's coming for Sophie. And I think that she is just this, you know, she seems kind of like this non-threatening person, but clearly behind the scenes, like she is, she's gaming, right? Like she's making a lot of different moves. She has great judgment, great reads on people. I just, I, I think Sophie is in the pole position here to win it. I need to see more of Sophie's game. I feel I want, yeah. I, I mean, cause she's had the luxury of winning immunities and stuff. So we haven't seen much, but she does. She is definitely in the driver's seat of that. Yeah. Of the whole thing. Yeah. She's definitely game controller. She's smart. Uh, as you said, she's she's a bit of a jock, and she's shown it, and and she's just she's good, she's good, yeah. 
at just puzzles and just maneuvering and reading people. Um, mm-hmm. She has a little bit of that Denise quality in her. Uh, but I want to see yeah. more of it. And we're going to because the tribes are getting smaller. Um, yeah. And then we'll see where the EOC, EOC, EOE uh, comes into play. Yeah. Well, cool. What else you got, man? Any other th- last thoughts about the episode? I got nothing, man. This was this was good. Yeah, well, good. Well, cool. I, I mean, I think it was. This was by far my favorite episode. Oh yeah, the whole season. Much like Sandra just... says, don't let day sixteen get you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wash those hands, baby. Wash those hands. Wow. Stay safe out there, buddy. You too, man. <laughs> Later. Later.